If you have your Bibles, pull them out because we're going to dig in the Word. Um, we're going to be in Colossians today. Um, Colossians 3. Um, before I jump into the scripture on that, um, I'm just going to kind of recap what Colossians is about. Because um, you got to keep things in context, right? <clears throat> so, um, Paul's sitting in prison in Rome. And um, and he's writing to a, to the Colossian church, <clears throat> which he's heard good news of, and and it's fired him up, and he's encouraged about it. So he sends him out a letter. Um, so he starts with who he is, right? He starts off in chapter one. He's like, you know, here I am. I'm Paul. This is Timothy with me, and we're writing to you, the Colossian church. And then he starts talking about who they are, and he says. Uh, you know, I'm writing to you because I've heard the good news of your faithfulness and your love for God and the saints. Uh, and then he wants to make sure that they know what they have. So like, just like we just talked about just a second ago, like, you are good. You are a good God. You're never going to let me down. Not because of what I am, not because of, because, I, because I've taken God and added him to my life, but because I'm walking by the Spirit and in truth. And what God has for me. So he's like, I want to make sure you guys know that. <laughs> I want to make sure that you know what has been placed in you in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know who you are. That you're, that you're not just like the rest of the world. That you're not just walking aimlessly through this life. Or you're not, you're not after things of the flesh. You're not after, you know, building up things for the desires of the flesh. But you're for the kingdom. I want to make sure you know that. So, so he's sharing that, and he's, so he, he's, he talks about Jesus in that, and he's like, this is what Jesus did. You know, he came on the cross, and he died for you so that you could have the Spirit in you, right? And then he goes from that, he goes, you know, I want to make sure you know who Jesus is, but I want to make sure you know who you are. And then he says this, and this is, man, this is in Colossians 2. He says, he erased the certificate of death with its obligations that it was against us and opposed to us, and he's taken it away by nailing it to the cross, He's disarmed the rulers and the authorities, and he's disgraced them publicly. He's triumphed over them in him, Christ, who lives in you, the hope of glory. Man, if that doesn't get you fired up, if that doesn't make you get up out of your seat and praise God for who he is, I don't know what, what will. But So we're going to go from that into Colossians 3. And I just, I, I love, so he goes from that to, to warning them, right? He says, uh, you know, there's people among you who are, who are lying to you and, and giving you a false gospel. And, and I want to make sure that you guys know and, and are standing on the true gospel that I, what I just shared. Christ died for you and he's in you and you're, you're walking as, as advancers of the kingdom on the planet. Um, so, so he preaches that. And then he comes back and he, and he warns them about these, these false, false people that are among them that are, that are leading them in the wrong direction. And he's like, just make sure you guys see that. So then in Colossians 3, if you'll jump into the beginning of that, I'm just going to read through all of these scriptures and then I'm going to come back and, and I'm going to touch on it. So Colossians 3, starting in verse 1, it says, So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things, for you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your full life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. 
Therefore, put to death what belongs to the earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now, put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, filthy language from your mouth, do not lie to one another, since you've put off the old self with its practices, and you've put on the new self. You're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. Stop right there. Go back. I know I said I was going to read through it, but I just got fired up. So, <laughs> verse 10, and you've put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. This world is speaking false identity over us nonstop. Nonstop, whether it be towards your sexuality, whether it be towards some kind of political gain, whatever it is, this world is constantly telling you what you are, who you are, and, and what your worth is. And I'm here to tell you that this verse right here clears that up for you. You are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your Creator. Genesis 1, when God spoke us into creation, he said, let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You were created in the image of God. You weren't created in the image of anything other than God. So if, if you stand on something that isn't of God, if, if you pin some identity on yourself that isn't of God, then when you stand in front of God, what does he see? Not a reflection of himself, right? So like Jesus said in Matthew, when, when we stand before him and he says, depart from me for I never knew you. Is it because he doesn't know who you are? No, he created you. He knows you. He knows the innermost parts of who you are. He designed you to be a tripart being. <laughs> Body, soul, and spirit, just like the Father, right? Just like God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. We, we have a mind, a will and emotions, that's our soul, right? We have a spirit within us only because of Christ. You're being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your Creator through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. Sorry, <laughs> it's me this time. <laughs> All right, so... So I, I just wanted to stop and hit that. So go to 11. In Christ, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is in all, is all, and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom and in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. 
And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving him thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, so I think that's all I gave you, right? Okay, good. (laughs) So I am going to actually grab a Bible myself because I didn't bring mine up here. Um, So that I can go back and reference some of these without having to ping Amanda for it. Um, Man, so... In these scriptures, you look at you look at Paul speaking to the Colossian church, and you look at the circumstance that Paul is finding himself in. He's a he's a prisoner. He's in chains in prison. God's asked him to take the gospel out to the world, right? And here he is sitting in prison in chains, and he's hearing about these different churches rising up in Ephesus and Colossae. Uh, However you say that, Colossian, Colossae, I don't know how you say it. <laughs> so, but he's hearing about these churches rising up, and he's getting encouraged because he's going, you know, God said to me to take the gospel out to the Gentiles, which is everybody but the Jews, right? That's the whole world. And here I am in prison in Rome. Like, he had to have been discouraged to begin with there. You know, um, just going, God, how am I supposed to do what you asked me to do? You, you told me to go and take the gospel out to all the nations, basically, and here I am in prison. And then he hears about these little churches rising up, and he gets fired up. And he wants to make sure that they know, they know who they are, and they know what they're there for. We need to know who we are. We need to know what we're here for, and we need to live that. We need to know what kingdom it is that we're fighting for. That very first part of that, Colossians 3. So if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. If, if you've truly been raised with Christ, if you're truly a Christ follower and you've got the Holy Spirit living in you, your focus should be on kingdom things. Your focus shouldn't be on what's right here in front of you. Man, we experience some battles in this life. There's some stuff that, that in front of us, there's these, there's, it's like these mountains in front of us if we're looking at it from our perspective. We've got life circumstances that hit us and just will put us flat on our backs if we're not looking at things through the lens of eternity. And when we're looking at things through the lens of eternity, we see things as opportunities for, for building endurance. We see things as, as God, God has come in and he's allowed this circumstance to happen in my life. Rather than us going, God, where are you? Right? We've, been hit, we've all been hit by some big life-altering things at some point in time. Anybody who God uses has been through a ma- massive trial at some point in time in their life. But God allows those things to shape and mold us into who he wants us to be. I look at James 1, and James 1, uh, he, James says, uh, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you, trace, when, when you face trials of various kinds. For the testing of your faith produces endurance. The testing of your faith produces endurance. You have to be walking by faith to have it tested. You have to be walking with the Holy Spirit to have it tested. You have to be seeking God's face 
on a day-to-day basis to have your faith tested. Otherwise, you're just walking blindly through this life. I want to encourage you guys, dive in and get to know who the Holy Spirit is. Get to know who you are in Him. There is such a massive gift in you, such a massive gift in the Holy Spirit that has been placed in you. You're the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. When you're dead, and when you, when you, my, I used to have a pastor that used to tell me, it's hard for a dead man to be offended. <laughs> so you think about how many offenses we have with each other, right? Like the back and forth of like just different personalities, dealing with different things in relationships. We, we take offense because we're focused on ourselves. Because we look inward and we go, look at how this is affecting me. This is terrible, right? But, but when, we're, when we're dead to ourself, when we've taken up our cross for real, and we've gone, God, you know what? None of this is about me. None of it. It's not about me. It's about you, Father. When we take that stance our perspective changes. Because now, when, my, when I'm going through something with my wife or, or with, with one of my kids or, or with a coworker or with a friend, with a fellow believer, when I'm going through a circumstance and, and I'm really trying to point them to Christ and I'm really, I'm really trying to go, you know, I'm trying to walk by the Spirit and, I'm, and, and the Holy Spirit's leading me in one direction and then I see this other thing come up and I go, oh man, whew, man, that, that was really against me. It's not against me, it's against him, right? So, so ra- rather than going, oh, look at how I'm affected by this, we respond in love towards the other person. We respond in love and go, why'd that come up? You know, like, there's the fruit of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. It's laid out here in the scripture that I just read you guys, talking about do away with these things, put on these things, Right? The, the fruit of the flesh is those things that we're putting, putting away. The fruit of the Spirit are the other things, right? Those things can't grow on the same tree. <laughs> so so if, you've got, if you've got this nasty stuff coming up on, impatience, uh, just frustration, malice, rage, sexual impurity, like all these, all these things that come from trying to satisfy the things of the flesh, if those are what you're seeing on the surface in your life, Those things need to die so that the fruits of the Spirit can come up. The fruits of the Spirit come up when we're filled by the Spirit. That happens when we walk with Him, when we make that conscious, daily, moment-by-moment decision to follow Christ. When when we say, you know what, I'm done with this, God. I'm, I'm I'm done going through this life on my own. I'm done trying to chase after these things that the world tells me I need. I'm done with with trying to trying to justify this thing that I find some kind of enjoyment out of that's against you. I'm done with those things, God. Place in me a new heart. Give me a spirit that's after you, God. You put your spirit in me cuz mine's dead. It says it so in Ephesians, it says, "You are dead in your trespasses and sins, but now you've been made alive in Christ." Right? It's, through the, it's through all of the scripture. God's saying, you're de- you were dead because of what happened in the garden. 
when sin entered into the world, because of that, your spirit was dead. You needed, you needed to be rede redeemed. None is good. No, not one, right? That's scripture. Like, there are, there are no good people. <laughs> like, we, we are, none of us are in right standing with God. Unless we have the Holy Spirit living in us. When the Holy Spirit's living in and through us, when God looks down on us, he sees his son. He doesn't see us. Now we can walk in right standing with God. Now we can hear, as, as Jesus heard from the Father, so the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Because the Holy Spirit only says what the Son tells him to say. The Son only says what comes from the Father. When you look at his prayer, when he prayed for future believers, Jesus said, may they be one as you and I are one, Father. May they be one so that the world will know that you sent me. When you look around at the church, do you see oneness? Do you see unity? I don't see it. I wish I did, but I don't. We are to be one body with many parts, working in concert with his will. And we can only do that when every single one of us are on our face before the Lord on a daily basis, not on Sunday morning, right? On a daily basis, step by step, we walk it out. God's got some, some big stuff for us. He, he, wants you, he, wants you to, he wants you to walk with him. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to speak into the innermost parts of who you are. He knows you better than any person on the face of this planet knows you. And he can, hit you, he, can, he can speak to you in ways that your, wife, your spouse would not be able to speak to you. He can speak to you in ways that your best friend would not be able to speak to you. Because he knows everything that's going on inside. There's nothing hidden from him. So when we walk by the Spirit, when we walk with him and we go, we go God, you guide and direct my steps. And we step towards that when we step towards kingdom things, when we, when we start reading through the scriptures and we start studying this and we go, we go, man, the world's been telling me that this is how I'm supposed to do this and, and you, you say the opposite. When, when we start living that, when we start going, okay, God, God this doesn't make sense to me because the, the, the world has told me this is how this works like, and it makes sense to me in the physical but you say the opposite. You, you say that, that if I want to receive, I got to give. <laughs> the world tells you to go out there and get it. <laughs> right? You, you, say, you say that if I want to be the first, then I got to be the last and servant of all. The world tells me that I need to lord it over you. The, the, the world tells you that you need to climb the corporate ladder and that you, you need to get to the position where you're in a position of dominance. Right? But God says the opposite. The kingdom's upside down from what we're looking at most of the time. When, when we start reading through the scriptures and we see those things and then we apply them to our lives, we see the fruit of the Spirit come up. We see, we see power. We see the power of God at work in our lives. But if we're walking by the flesh and we're satisfying the needs of the flesh, we don't see that. 
So I just want to challenge you guys this week as you go out. Seek God's face. What kingdom are you for? Are you for your kingdom? Are you building your little castle? Or are you for his? Are you living that way? Is what you say you believe and what your life says you believe the same thing? Look at that. Evaluate that. And let God lead you into truth on that. The band's going to come up here. We're going to do one more song to close out. If you're hearing this, this, this message is for the believer. So if you're hearing this message and you're like, whoa, what is it? What just happened? Come up and talk to me. I would love to walk you into a relationship with Christ. My challenge for you guys this week is to seek his face. And then when we come together, we're going to be coming together in the spirit. That's the bond that happens inside the church that we don't see, that we want to see, right? Y'all close your eyes, stand up. We're going to sing, sing a, one more song here. Um, I'm going to pray for us real quick before they get started. God, I just want to thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, that, that you show up and you do amazing things regardless of where we are. Your word never, never returns to you void, God. It always accomplishes what you will it to do. So God, I just pray that if there's anybody in here tonight or this morning, if there's anybody in here that doesn't know you, if there's anybody in here that that you've convicted in the spirit this morning, God, about sin in their life that they need to do away with, God, that they would hash that out with you. God, that that they would walk by faith and not by sight knowing that you are the God of all of it nothing nothing that we experience in this life catches you by surprise thank you for that Lord we love you I pray that you just help us to honor you with our lives in your name I pray